and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Layton. How are you feeling, Dan? Well, many things, including but not limited to passionate about Italian food suddenly. <laughs> Very hungry. <laughs> We've just been having a conversation about Italian words and now I'm hungry. I'm hungry too, yeah. actually, yeah. And I know that when I go home, I'm not having that. This is happened to, it's the, tw- the second time this has happened to me this week. Because mm. I had a conversation on another podcast about curries. Oh. And it just made me want to go and have a curry. Yeah. Sullivan is nodding his head over there because we were having a conversation about poppadoms and naans. And now as it turns out, everyone is on Sullivan's side Which that naans are better than poppadoms. Oh yeah, I agree with you. I can't find anyone that's on my side on this. Because it's like saying, like, would you like this one crisp or would you like a loaf of bread? I don't know why like, everyone is going to pick the bread. All I'm saying is that like, poppadoms for dipping into curry is better than dipping a naan in. No! <laughs> poppadoms for the beginning, dipping that, in a writer, well, that's what, absolutely that, That's yes, why you're but, doing it wrong, but Dan. But in the curry is like, so, no, come on. As, okay. a, as a nation, we're just doing it wrong, Dan. No, I disagree. I disagree. I, I'm reinventing the wheel and no one is getting on <laughs> and board And the wheels are made me. out of poppadoms <laughs> and the car is structurally inept. So, like... <laughs> Uh, we've got this comment here from Geek, who said that uh, they saw, saw Jurassic World Dominion today for the first time. It didn't do it for me, so I wasn't going to go again. And I missed my train, but I went to, uh, had to wait for a whole another hour. So I decided to grab one of the last few seats for the second time round in a sold-out 4DX screening, <sighs> and it was so much better. Yeah. I think it was a lot of people's first time with 4DX, because each time a new effect was there, they were screams and whirls. It's a big movie for 4DX. It is one where it is going to hurl you around like a rag doll and you're going to have such silly fun. It's, and I think that's the point of Jurassic World in, in many ways. Is it is, it's like I always like big dinos go smash. Uh, and last we'll have this one from The Rabbit that says, Anything based in the Snyderverse will be seeing a reboot since DC keeps making self-contained movies with no real connection to the world, which brings us nicely <gasps> into this week's topic. Damn, look at you go, television professional. I, uh, I do this for a living. Yes. We're talking about Joker 2 and Lady Gaga being cast within that movie. Well, it's early talk. She's not officially cast, but... They better at this point. At I'm this excited point, now. I, honestly, if, if talks fall apart, Lady Gaga does not join this movie, we may as well just not bother making it. I agree. Here's the show. Todd Phillips did say the name is, and I'm going to need your assistance here because you're smarter than I am. Infamously, I can say all words. What is this? Folie à deux. Folie à deux. Um, apparently, well, I, I know it's a it's a musical term. This is yeah. from the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. It's a musical term for an identical or similar mental disorder that affects two or more individuals, usually members of the same family. Lovely. And that is apparently what Joker 2 is being S- titled. Well, folly is like silly, I guess, like folly. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Oh, there's a French person. Oh my God. We, th- we, we, have, have, a, we fr- have a literal French, French person in the room. room. And I was like, Dan, can and you like, tell me what this is? Like, normally, normally Terry's just very quiet. Just lets it happen. But in this instance, she's like, I'm not, I'm not having this. <laughs> I've got some things to know. Sorry, Terry. But he can be mad, but also he said it's going to be silliness. But I think in this, in this case, it's, it's to be mad together. To be to mad, mad together. together. Which is perfect for Joker and Harley because they are mad but also she's mad about him. That's right, mad about you. Yeah, starring Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Why isn't Helen Hunt in this movie? I, I hope that she is, if they're going to go down this road. Yeah, because the news came out this week that not only is Joker 2, like, we already knew that was coming down the road. Yeah. But now we have got Lady Gaga is in early conversations to join this movie as Harley Quinn. And I need to say this to you. Please do. If I may. I read this news at 3am and I was sure I was hallucinating. Mm. I, I it was read like a 3am thing. Exactly, because the sentence said, Lady Gaga to join Joaquin Phoenix in Joker 2 as a musical. And I went, what? And then I like posted it saying, I beg your pardon. And most people replied saying, yeah, I didn't think this was a reputable news source. And then they've all come out and it's like, yeah, this is, this is a thing. Isn't that a fascinating idea? Like what? Sorry, pardon. My favorite thing about this news story is I, I you know, told people in the office yesterday, I was like, have you seen the news yeah. about Lady Gaga? And they were like, mm. I was like, well, Joker 2, mm-hmm. yeah. Lady Gaga's on you. It's a musical. Oh! Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, a, or the opposite of diminishing returns. Yeah. What's the opposite of that? Diminishing returns. Thank you. Yeah, diminishing sure. returns. <laughs> so yeah, I just, now that it's a musical, I'm really like quite intrigued by this because, you know, the big sequence that everyone really remembers from Joker 1, aside from a lot of the things, but like that big striking visual is the dancing down the steps. And dancing down the dance. steps, but also dancing in the, in the mirror, you know? Yes. After he's done his first uh, naughty. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll he sort of is oh he's all of this business so it's a very it is a very musical film in many ways isn't it yeah so I mean and also there's obviously there's a okay so I I wasn't a big fan of Joker I sorry to this man but um, one of the things that I thought was so peculiar about it it was quite dissonant for me was there's a moment where he's getting bullied on the tube by all the city slickers and they start singing Stephen Sondheim at him and for me I was like those men don't know a little night music <laughs> They don't know that show. Like this is this is come on. Um, so well, now it's about well, you. well. Here's the thing. Thinking about it, the more I think about it, because it's a weird idea to begin with. The book. The more you think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that is a really interesting concept for a film about uh, uh, an, an insane pair of people who have a chaotic romantic relationship. Why not make it a musical? Because um, it was already kind of a musical. I'm really for this. Yeah. And I'm also, I, I'm intrigued by it as well because I feel like this is going to be the, the Harley Quinn we haven't actually seen on the big screen because the Harley Quinn we've had, played mm. by Margot Robbie, is she's already Harley Quinn. Right. This is where we're going back to her, like, Dr. Roots Harley Quinzel and just sort of yeah. like, actually the relationship beginning between her and, and Mr. J. Because mm. it, it's always just been the post-breakup. So, you know, like right. Suicide Squad was post-breakup. Mm-hmm. Well, they were sort of together, but they, they weren't. Yeah. And they broke up a lot during that. And then the emancipation of Pets one Harley Quinzel yeah. was also the breakup as well. And there wasn't really much reference it in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So this is a nice direction for us to go down, which we haven't done before on the big screen. And for me, the thing that I want to move us away from mm. is one of my least favorite moments of Joker, mm-hmm. which is when they go to Wayne Manor. And right. it's like, there's a little Bruce Wayne there. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it is... It's almost that two on the nose thing. I get, one of my least favorite moments in Revenge of the Sith mm. is when Yoda is on Kashyyyk and he's saying goodbye to everyone. And he's like, goodbye, Chewbacca. Right. It's like, all right, we didn't need... Come on, come, come on. We, we didn't need Chewie in this movie. Spoon fed. Exactly, yes. And I feel like little mini Bruce Wayne yeah. there is kind of like spoon feed. It's like, ah? Because it's almost like the, the, I, the whole point of that Joker movie was supposed to be that it wasn't really about Batman or Joker or anything like that. It was a story of a man 
and his descent or whatever. And and yeah, I think slipping it in there is almost like, you know, keeping your options open, but it wasn't necessary. Yeah. And I think if you are going to go high concept, lean in. Don't give us any franchise stuff. Don't give us any Batman. And it is high concept to do a musical with the characters of Joker and Harley Quinn. That it, A musical is a tricky sell. I actually, actually, may I? Go for it. I love a musical. Are you shocked? I feel very passionately that musicals are an incredible art form. They are very, one, I think can't be very unique, but they are unique. I was about to make bad grammar and I apologize to this man. Um, but a lot of people don't really vibe with musicals because they don't really get the idea of like, why would you, why are you singing? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And my argument has always been, oh, so you're okay with going and seeing a movie where a man drinks a radioactive drink and becomes a big green rage monster, but someone singing is too far for you? Okay. I'm so fascinated by taking a high concept fantasy comic booky thing and giving it a musical sway. When in a musical, if you can't speak it, you sing it. If you can't sing it, you dance it. What are these two characters going to do with that stuff? That is intriguing. And you know, we had last week the the DC's Black Adam movie. Yeah. Which, you know, we watched like, yeah, it's a cool trailer, standard. but it seems like a standard superhero yeah. type thing. This, on the other hand, is like, oh, this feels different. This feels, and I'm, I'm intrigued by this and I kind of like want to see where this goes from, which yeah. is a, a massive upswing for me because like you, I, I thought Joker was good. Like I yeah. thought it was fine, but I didn't love it like mm. a lot of other people did. My brother-in-law said it's the greatest movie ever made. And I... And, and, and it's, it wasn't for me. No, I have heard people say that though. But this, there are people for whom that it, it was. Yeah, like exactly. It. But this like story here is not just for those people. But mm. also, like, it's made a lot of people who weren't all that interested in the second one have now got really intrigued by mm. it. I, I, yeah, and I would fall into that category very much. Sure, Lady Gags. This week's big release is Disney's Lightyear, available in IMAX 4DX, Super Screen, VIP, and regular old 2D. Yeah, yeah, I like a regular old 2D, just as good as anything else. It is, yeah. I think it's it's an often forgotten format. Um, Yeah. I saw Top Gun Maverick in regular old 2D and cried. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we have Black Phone, which is being previewed tomorrow, and good luck to you, Leo Grande. I can't really do Black Phone because it's scary, and the big pictures of the man's face are making me a little bit uncomfy on the tube. Since my wife uh, had our child, yeah. she's become a massive wuss. And... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. These are, these are her words. Yeah, oh, okay, She's fine. become a massive wuss. Yeah. And is now, we used to like watch horror movies together all the time. Yeah. She's now like really scared of horror Because they're your jam. Movies. They are my jam. Mm. Um, I've got tattoos that yeah. are so much of my jam. We watched the trailer for Nope. And she was like, is this a horror movie? And I was like, it's the new Jordan Peele. I just like, can't watch Can't watch it. Not before I go to bed. Yeah. I can't watch it. Uh, and I'm on that wavelength. We saw the trailer for this yesterday. Yeah. It was on like the, the telly box and she was like, nope. Yeah. Nope, can't do it. It's, it, I mean, people will have a great time. It's Blumhouse, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. that, it, and they do good stuff. Oh, I love Blumhouse. It's, so they, they, they took things very simple and made things very like, you know, they kind of brought the B movie back. So I wouldn't be, sur- not the B movie, B, the B movie, B movie. <laughs> if um, only they'd bring that I mean, back. I mean, do what you can with the concept. But no, I think they, they make stuff that horror fans really dig. That it's like a good, just a flick, like you go and see the movie. So I imagine it's going to be really good. And the concept in the trailer looks really good. It's just, I like sleep and I won't. <laughs> If I see it. The other, obviously, 
Lightyear is probably the big release this mm. week, though. And there was a review that I saw that cleared up so much yeah. of the conversations that we have been oh, having on this show. Yes, yes, Because yes. when this movie got announced, Chris Evans said, this is not a movie about the toy. This is a movie about the mm-hmm. man who inspired the toy. Right. Which made everyone go like, oh, so Buzz Lightyear was actually a real, a real person. Astronaut, yeah. And then they made a TV show about him. And then there was a toy made about yeah. him. And then people were like, no, no, no. This is the TV show that Andy is yeah. watching in Toy Story and that the toys are then based upon. Right. And no one really knew. And also, I would say, Disney just weren't telling but, us. Yeah. Keeping the cards close to the chest. The opening three lines of this movie is just text on screen that right. says, in 1995, Andy bought a toy. This is the toy that this is the movie that toy was based on. Was like, uh, where was that in the promotion? Well, I mean, they, they like playing with us, don't they? they very much, we are the toys for Disney. <laughs> but it's made me look really stupid Dan, <laughs> because, because Daniel, I have been I've been spouting this for the last year, being like, no, guys, it's a movie about yeah. the guy who inspired the toy. And I, everyone in the comments is like, Luke, you're so thick. If it's I had the ba- times, I would like I would like a supercut of you, and I'd like it to get more and more frantic, and I'd like there to be some form of like you know uh, a dunce hat put on you exactly so i just think in this world where we are should be more held accountable for saying things wrong yeah i was wrong that's huge oh i was wrong and the clip can finish with that (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm excited did you see that chris evans um took a bunch of kids to see it oh yeah he put on a special screening in a kid's hospital oh he's the best isn't he isn't he lovely Also, tickets are available for Jurassic World Dominion, available in IMAX 4DX Super Screen and 2D. And Top Gun Maverick, also available in ScreenX and good old-fashioned two dimensions. Two of them. So, what is your pick of the week? Um, I am going to plot twist you um, and I'm going to go with good luck to Leo Grant. That wasn't that big of a plot twist. That's the one I was expecting you to say. Oh, because I am predictable if nothing else also um, i think it's I, I love the look of it and i'm really yeah. excited to see it it's a really interesting movie it's 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 asked a lot of questions it, it, it'll you'll have a lot of conversations after it you'll go to the, the pub and have a chat uh it's a, it's uh you don't really see these roles for women of this age in movies so it's, that's interesting as well um yeah really good performances really good little chamber play Look, I'm, I'm also going to be predictable here. I'm picking Black Phone. There it as, is. As my big, as my pick of the week. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see Lightyear. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Because I like a Pixar movie. Yeah, listen, it's Buzz Lightyear and it's in space. And there's and a nice Chris little Evans. toy. And Chris Evans is there. It's going to be charming and fun. Now, a good place you could go and see these is obviously Cineworld. Yes. But what about Cineworld in Leicester Square? Only my most fave. I think it might be, you know, because you know, so I used to go to the Empire a lot. Yeah, because uh, they used to do Fright Fest. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. And I, uh, all of my early days of going to preview screenings and stuff were in the Empire. Yeah. Um, so being in that huge auditorium mm. and it's just it feels so grand, it feels so visual. And now, like the, but they've got the massive IMAX there mm. and everything, and it's just it's such a awesome destination to go to it feels like that's the place yeah. for me and but it's for two reasons there's the big 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 shiny imax screen which i love and i always go on about but i also like the littler screens do you know my favorite screen is screen three which is a tiny tiny one that i have subsequently found out used to be the staff room and is now a uh, a special little screen that's really adorable yeah it's like two rows very tiny oh that's lovely, lovely wonderful and intimate yeah so you've got massive and you've got small. I like it very much. If you go, if you come into town, there's lots of sites to see. 
take some time for a movie. Go to Leicester Square. We're also currently celebrating the history of mm. uh, Cineworld in Leicester Square yeah. and, and that iconic theatre. And if you go there at the moment, they've actually got uh, like a, a showcase around mm. of like iconic moments of yeah. like premieres that have happened. Oh there. my gosh. <gasps> of, like Princess Diana attending yeah. the premiere of Jurassic Park. Oh, brilliant. Love that. I watched the film Notting Hill recently and it finishes with Hugh Grant, spoiler alert, and Anna Scott getting, well, Julie Roberts getting, they're married and they're having a nice time together. And uh, she goes to a premiere and they walk in and I was like, I know those doors. <laughs> to Notting Hill, to Notting Hill. Tickets are on sale for Thor, Love and Thunder, Minions... <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I forgot we had overlay. <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> it's fine. Do you, do you want to get excited? Go ahead. I really can't wait. <laughs> also, the Minions Rise of Gru and Elvis. Oh, I don't need to ask you any more questions. It's Thor, Love and Thunder. Always Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm forever now. I am excited for Elvis, but it, um, give me Thor now. Give me Thor <laughs> and give it now. And a great way to check these films out is by using your unlimited card. Oh, dreamy. I'm an unlimited card user, have been for many, many years. Yeah, me too. First thing I got when I moved to London, because I knew I was going to use it plenty. So I'm sure enough. Well, uh, and how does one use? Oh, well, it's very simple. You just go and you say, I'd like to see this film, please. And they say, okay. And then you give them the little bang, job done. Mm -hmm. And you go and see as many movies as you want in that month. You've also, get into this, got discounts on snacks and drinks and a taste card linked in with your unlimited card so you can get 50% off pizza restaurants the whole shebang what a and all in this little it's this size and it sits in your pocket I remember when the taste card thing came in yeah and Ollie didn't know about it and I told him you got to break the news I break to him when we were doing an episode and he was like 50% off pizza yeah I was like yeah yeah he's like me yeah I was like yeah you huge and he hasn't stopped and does he think it's only him? <laughs> he's sure that he's that special. Knowing Ollie Davis, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now here is, I'm gonna read this coming out to you. Please. See if you can, uh, Remember what it is you said. Oh, Because we no. recorded this a week ago. Okay. Stevie here. Darren, was that a Goldie-looking chain reference? Did I say something like, something don't kill people rhinos do or dinosaurs do? <laughs> it's because there's a line in that Black Adam trailer where it's like, superheroes don't kill people. Oh, and, you, <laughs> and you said rappers do. That is exactly what it is. Goldie-looking chain. God love them. Do you remember them? Oh, I've seen them live. <laughs> I did, I saw them live. Nothing scans harder than that. That I, I can visual. Is this is this around like long hair, baggy, yeah, jackass hoodie time? 100%. There yeah. it is. There In it is. Reading Festival 2003. Oh, I what think. a dream of a. That was a, that's a vintage year for a Reading Festival. Let's have a look. Reading Festival. Do you know I performed at Reading Festival? Did what? Did yeah. you really? Did you do that, yeah. I performed at Reading and Leeds. We did some live comedy on the alternative <gasps> stage. Did you really? Yeah, I, at 10 at 11 a.m. I only went to the alternative stage. Yeah. I do apologise because it's I didn't fine. go see your show. I probably would have been there. When did you do it? Oh, like 2014. Oh, I was talking about that. Yeah. Point. But I only went, I went there to see Adam Buxton right. do his bug shows. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't go there for anyone else, unfortunately. We followed, while you're finding the liner, we followed Milton Jones once. And so the crowd did not line up with what comedy we were doing because they were there for some very mad comedy and then we were <laughs> like giving you nice internet humour. Okay, just checking it. It was not 2003, not 2002. Was it 2004? Surely not. 
When was he on? Uh, it was 2004. When, who else was? What was the headline? Headline of that year was The Darkness. Oh, wonderful. And it was, you know, Love the Darkness and everything. Yeah. However, at that point, Permission to Land was their only album. Yeah, believe When you have the headlining slot, you've got to do like 45 minutes. Yeah. So they played the album in its entirety and the Christmas song because that was literally all they had to play. Do you remember... And the Christmas song in the height of summer. Do you remember... Um, did you see the uh, Sparks Brothers documentary? I didn't actually know, but I, I, Ollie watched it, loved it so much, he went to go see Sparks in concert when oh, he played really? in London recently. Amazing. Yeah. So I, I thought it was fun, I, I enjoyed it very much, I wanted it to go a little bit deeper, but one of the things that I loved about it was there was a whole section talking about how they played 21 nights in a row and they played each album, each, like every single different night, which is just a fascinating musical concept, like revisiting all of these old album tracks that you recorded years and years ago and seeing how you like change. That, that was a really like fascinating piece of documentary filmmaking is seeing them go through that experience that was, that was cool like I've that. seen Primus do it a couple of times of playing an album like from start to end I'm seeing them in the summer I'm seeing them in September Ooh. not playing one of their own albums in full playing Rush's A Farewell to King oh. in full and then they're going to play some of their own stuff I have a story I don't know if this story is true but it feels true um, my boss went to see uh, The Late Great Prince at the O2. He did a residency at the O2. He did. And uh, on one of the nights, the show finished, the uncle finished, and he just got a vibe. He was like, I might just stick around for a minute. Stuck around while most of the audience had left. Prince came out and did another half an hour on a piano. Just him and a piano. Oh. I know. Can you believe? I like. There's a whole Prince at the Super Bowl doing... Um, uh, he did a Foo Fighters song. Just in the middle. Just like, sod it. I'm not even promoting myself. I'm just here to jam, my friend. Well, Speaking yeah. of amazing Super Bowl performers, Jayla documentary dropped. I'm very okay. <laughs> Prince's house, quite famously, every room was wired for sound. <gasps> so he, anywhere he went, he could record something. I love that. So if he was... I, the way that Kevin Smith says, like, if he was sitting on the toilet and wanted to re-record Little Red Corvettes, he could do. He could do. Well, I, I, that's like me when I vlog uh, and I leave the camera up in my bedroom and then I have to explain that that wasn't intentional. Um, and then they leave. Uh, the other thing as well, that he would just... And I imagine that some of these have actually now seen a lot of days since his passing, but yeah. he used to record albums. He did. He never no, liked no tour. He always liked... Well, he, he was like... The, the album cycle thing didn't vibe with him, so he would just, he would just release albums, just, whatever. Well, he didn't even release them. He would just record albums yeah. and put them in a vault. Yeah. He made music videos for songs that no one was ever going to hear. I love that. Get it all edited together and just put it in a vault. Yeah. This is it. Love it. Uh, sorry, also on that show, uh, Real Big Fish, Jurassic 5, The Hives, Ash, and The Offspring. The Hives. Bit of Christy Hemi walking to the ring. Uh, on the... Hey, look, this is a sign of the times. On the static, I remember this. Do you remember the band, the 5678s? No, I remember the step song, 5678. They were the band in Kill Bill. Oh, wow. And Oh, wow. And they've got kind of like a bit of tra like traction off the back of Kill Bill. So yeah. they start getting booked for festivals and nice. stuff. To basically go around and just play that song. The one from Kill Bill. Because yeah. that, that is when Kill Bill came out, right? The yes. early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the 5, 6, 7, 8, uh, Razorlight, mm. Franz Ferdinand, The Libertines, Morrissey, and The White Stripes. These are my teen years. This is great. <laughs> this is wonderful. And then Sunday was uh, the Rasmus, Dropkick Murphys, The Streets, Placebo, 50 Cent, and Green Day. Oh, Come on, I mean, beat that lineup ever. Oh, Ready Festival, those were my 
Oh, my dreadful yeah. teenage years. Yeah. Anyway, we, I, we can't just sit here and reminisce. We could. I mean, we could do. I could literally take you through yeah. all the Reading Festival lineups I went to. But, w- <laughs> would it make for good podcast content? I don't know, but yeah. I'd have a good time. <laughs> no, but maybe well, that's what we'll do once we've finished here. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I have been Luke Owen. And I'm Dan Late. We'll see you next week. Take oh. care, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.